This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't have a, a witty opening gambit, I've just realized. I just... You, you, do you know how you're saying that? You're saying in that special way that you know that Ben can make anything sound like a witty opening gambit. True. He'll, he'll go to the music now and they'll go... Biddly diddly diddly, and we'll, we'll stop and give him a chance. No, he's never going to do it there. Um, straight to the news thing. We could talk about Sand Cricket last night. Nobody cares about that, darling. Well, it, I'm also not going to mention the cat's appointment with the vet at five o'clock today, because that's also not interesting. It's what they tune in for. They and, don't. And um, the test match starts, the Pakistan test match starts in an hour. So first of all, we have to get this done. Oh, sorry. Was that my head hitting the microphone? Yeah, so that's not a very funny joke about how cricket's boring. That's been the joke about cricket for 300 years. But a joke that I have not yet made on this podcast. No, so like yes, so say yesterday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a way of writing about, possibly, writing about the Pakistan Test match, depending on what happens in the test match today, I might link it back to watching my boy play cricket. That's a good idea. That's really um, nice, yeah. Because Pakistan are coming to play here. Uh, it's, you know, Englanders are refusing to travel anywhere because of COVID. We never travel to Pakistan anyway because of uh, terrorism. Nobody does. So Pakistan have to play their home games in Dubai and they have to travel oh, around right, the world. Yeah. And these poor guys are arriving, haven't played any cricket, been in their bubble. Mm. And they're playing England and England have sort of got their tails up from... Uh, Joffre Archer is just sitting in his front room eating a pizza with a dozen <laughs> of his friends from all <laughs> over the world. But Joffre is looking forward to bowling at 98 miles an hour at these um, young, very young Pakistani guys who haven't played any cricket for ages. <laughs> Literally will kill four or five of them. Uh, but I in, <laughs> I, in my style, have bet on Pakistan. I got them at five to one. Why are the Pakistan side so young? The Pakistan side are always young because the old ones get banned for match fixing and it's not even not true uh really? there's, there's been such um it's been a real over the years it's problem of, of match fixing and betting and stuff that so uh, what cricketers on the cricket on the team are sort of throwing matches so away. i can't tell you the name of the captain who instituted it all because you'll fall about laughing and the podcast won't get recorded and you'll think i'm making it up but the the pakistan captain salman butt uh, was, oh, I know Sal, I know you Sal remember Sal salman butt yeah, Sal he Bart, was yeah. instrumental in uh he was into he went he look he was Tried, he did. Time and he's in. not the first one. He was not the first one. Uh, there were a couple of others. Um, Mohammed Amir was a um, just a brilliant nineteen-year-old fast bowler who was going to be the best fast bowler since Imran Khan. And he, I think, he did five years out or something. He's back. I don't know whether he's still playing. Um, I haven't really been following it because of COVID and everything. But um, you know, he was. There's always these great young hopes right. showing up for Pakistan, and then the older ones say, "Oh, you want to meet my mate? Right. who have got a betting shop in Lahore." Okay, and then they offer them a, like a honestly a flat screen TV and a secondhand mini metro. That's mm. not a car anymore, but you know what I mean. And then these. So anyway, so but so Pakistan's always in try. It's always just, and they're just brilliant cricketers, and they're sort of lively and. Didn't uh, who wasn't it? Australians done for ball ball town. Yeah, the Australians well. are cheats. That's different. Well, the, oh, I the, see. The, I the see, Pakistan are. Right. Oh, they're just g- 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 corrupt. compulsive 
cheating, <laughs> fat, beer-drinking losers, and that's why we play them. Is it Australia, um, you mean? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the, not Pakistan. Pakistan no. don't drink, but and but they do get get get, right, get involved in these kinds of things. Mm. But anyway, so I think they're going to do better than people expect. Pakistan always do. They always have these beautiful, whippy young fast bowlers. Now, literally on on the uh, on the radio, uh, they were th- this morning. They were previewing it, and they say, and the, you know, the usual wily spinners. And I was wondering, is that racist to say wily spinners? Because there's you know, spin bowling is a thing that's always uh, it's practiced on the subcontinent, and they're always saying wily, which makes it sound like a kind of wily oriental thing. But I'm a wily spinner. But I don't You're know. a wily Jew, though. I am. Mm, so, which and, is racist. And in and in at my level of cricket, the You're Jew, a cunning Jew. I am a cunning Jew. In my level of cricket, the um, the spinners are always Jews. So in in, in school right. cricket, in public school cricket, uh, you have your big red faced public school boy. No um, offense, Ben. Wasps showing up to bowl really fast. <laughs> patow, 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 oh, I'm really tired now. Mentioning no and names, then they And then me and Benny Hyam would right. come on and do 20 overs each of Wiley uh, mm-hmm. off spin and, uh, and left arm spin. And some sledging. But, but there, was a, there was a thing in, in the old boys of my school, the old Westminsters, which played quite good cricket. There was a thinking we'd have the, um, the Jews against the non-Jews because there were quite a lot. It's about 40% Jewish in my day. So, and in the, in the cricket team, there were a lot of good Jewish players. But the Jewish batsmen were all cautious, careful, calculating defensive batsmen. And the bowlers were all Wiley spinners who, who literally the phrase is, you buy wickets. Uh, you know, tossing the ball up, giving a couple of runs away, and the the uh, and the Gentiles were all fast bowlers who pinged it in and it went all over the place. And batsmen who either slogged or got out. Oh, I don't mind if you're gonna have a fag. Whack, whack. Oh, bad luck, Dan. Uh, you know, and and so we and could. Who won? So in a match where we couldn't have the match you because have the match, we'd have, right? we, the the the, the, Jew, the Jewish team would have just would have like batted all day for twelve runs <laughs> without giving their wicket away, and then come on and all bowled really really slowly but cleverly, and the and the yachts would have all been drunk by lunchtime. Right. Uh, okay. So moving on. Story. I could. There is an educational school related thing we could go into, which I could we could write about. If what's that then? Um, I, I heard on the radio today, on Times Radio, available on your, where do Everywhere. you get your radio from? It's a free app. And they were saying that there's a, there is a sturgeon out. And yes. It, and it's not the anti-caviar uh, campaigners. No. Uh, there, there are sturgeon out this morning because of the exam results weren't as good as people had hoped. Right. Despite there not having been any exams. Um, oh well, that's because. There's, so, do you know? What? I've seen the story, yeah. and it is sort of scandalous. So, so can you, can you, for the, for if anyone, for any listeners who, who don't understand the ins and outs of this or haven't come across for it, for listeners not listening in Scotland, I will explain. Yeah, the, the way that so they have their model, their sort of algorithm for working out what the results were. It's come in with people not doing as well as they should, and one and the which can happen, and is what I want to talk about. But the, the scandalous thing about it is that they fa- they're factoring into this sort of equation. And they're not really talking about it. And apparently it's a very Scottish bureaucratic thing to not really... Oh, well, I'm not telling you how it's done. It's just, that's a secret. Because we and don't really understand it ourselves. We can't really explain on. it. But there's, there's a sort of cloak of secrecy, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got, and, but one of the things is it's past performance of the school is factored in. It's like a 5 or 10% thing. How well has the schools done in the past factored into the performance in the coursework of the kids so the kids in the schools in the poorer areas yeah, that done. have historically done badly they are marking the kids down right they don't get to do that thing which underprivileged kids can do which is like get into the exam space and flourish yeah. when they're not being squished by their more privileged classmates by yeah. their possibly dodgy home life and all that and they're being said not only all that we're also going to Ponk five ten percent off because your crap school usually does badly, and I mean, that, and they're saying sturgeon must go. Now that, it, it's a, it is clearly a bit scandalous, and they'll now spend years, you know, unraveling to, it, trying yeah. to unravel it. But what I would want to write about, I think, is they're also saying that the, there's a thing about unreliable teachers. 
So, you know, despite the fact... So I was someone who... I would bring it to me because it's a column about me, I think. Uh, oh, it is now. My, my predictions... <laughs> I mean, it's meant to be. Um, my predictions for my A-levels were all much worse than your I... Your columnist did not find... <laughs> I'd never no. call myself your columnist. I know, I'm saying that's your what other people do. Your columnist is basically that's Matthew Paris. What other people's... Yeah, exactly, your humble columnist. Reader, your humble columnist is is minded to animadvert that in previous proceedings... Uh, anyway, so my, when I was at school, um, I, uh, 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 my predictions were poor because the teachers hated me because I was a little kid. So, it's, it's a, so, but in the exams, it shouldn't matter. So they were just... They, because I asked about and didn't hand my homework in and was... I don't know what, sat in the back and scratched my balls. They assumed I was going to do badly. So I got bad predictions, so I was able to... And they deliberately, because they hated me, and because they were pusillanimous little fuckwads, they wanted me to do badly. What so does they, pusillanimous mean? Uh, it means picky about... Don't hold me to account on my own podcast and make it sound like I don't know things. It, pusillan, pusillanimity is... Do you know the word pusillanimous? Using words you don't understand again, Corin. Yeah. No, but trying to impress... Miss Walker, Miss Walker, Miss Walker, like your dress today, Miss Walker. I'm got. A dress you're looking on. nice, Miss Walker. <laughs> God, you're so disgusting. I'm not surprised. Go for like drink you. after class, Miss Walker. Oh yuck! Uh, right. Do you know the reason? I, I I used to never ever say the word pusillanimous or pusillanimity because of Will Self, because Will Self would always mm. say it to try and sound clever, and also it feels a bit Jacob Rees Mogg. The pusillanimous point, Mrs. Speaker. But Vigo. you said it anyway. I said it anyway. He said flocky knocky nihil defecation in Parliament, and right. I wrote it in a column last week. I saw that. Yeah, people were not impressed. No. They thought I was a right twit. Yeah. Um, well, that's what Below the Line is for. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically, so they were picky and horrid. They marked you down. So they, they gave you bad predictions. And, and I think this is happening to kids in school. Untrustworthy teachers. So under, it, it's teachers who, del- who will be, you know, you, you go through school. You, you do your best. Well, you don't do your best. You, you do your work, whatever. The exams come along. That's your chance to shine. There, there, it's, it's a boring point that some kids shine in exams and some don't. It's not that. It's the, what the teachers... Unreliable teachers. The, the teachers have got their chance to settle these scores against kids. Okay, fine. I don't expect what I'm about to say to go in your column, but I would just like to add, so that I don't have a queue of teachers outside waiting to give me... A Smelling t- of instant a coffee and cheap stiff, A stiff talking to in a B-. Um, and flies undone and they're yeah, ex- worn out <laughs> old corduroy trousers. <laughs> Crap haircuts. Rusty cars. <laughs> with school yeah uh staying with schools a uh staying with schools, uh, uh, staying with schools I want a story to keep in all those full starts <laughs> just are we staying with schools by any chance <laughs> moving swiftly on from schools i've got a that was Stay- your chance. staying with schools there is a story on the front of the times yesterday the headline is poetry is a coronavirus casualty as gcse exams paired back which basically means that um, Ofqual, which is the exams regulator, announced that pupils take. Sure, it's Ofqual. What did I say? You said Ofqual. Did it Ofqual? No, no, That's looking into the effect of quaaludes on things. Qu- I You're think quite off-qual. right. Ofqual. Announced What's, yesterday- What's the qual? Because Ofcom is qualification. Oh, qualifications. I thought it was quality. Qualification. Ah, quality. Quality. Off quality. Uh, this is for the syllabus for exa- for 2021. Yeah. In English literature pupils will face questions on only one compulsory topic, a Shakespeare play. So that's your one compulsory topic. They will then be required to answer questions in, in any two of three other areas, 19th century novel, fictional drama from the British Isles, or poetry. 
Personally, I say hooray. Yes, oh, because I yeah. hate fucking hate poetry. Hate poetry more than anything in the whole world. There's it's nothing more stupid. boring. And, there's nothing more boring and slowetry than for stinking a goddamn poetry. <laughs> just like that. Off the. Just look how just I saying. do this. Look how I do this. Um, yeah. Okay. So your point is you hate poetry because you feel intimidated by it and don't understand it. Fine. That's not my column because I not. don't. I understand it so well and feel better than poetry. I mean, am I, no, I tell you what, the, what it's going to be. So Libby Purvis, sainted libs. Oh, she's already done it, has she? Does she's that already, mean you can't do the it? The fact that a subject has been covered by Libby Purvis doesn't necessarily mean that my opinion will have been accounted for. You are not similar writing creatures. We are not. We are not. Although Libby, I believe, was discovered by my dad. Um, Doing I think what? She, <laughs> putting out the bins but living <laughs> living around the back of our house in Crookwood in the 1970s off the scratch no I, I believe he brought Libby on in Punch or something anyway they were great mates uh, and whenever I let myself down a bit Libby will drop me an email saying oh, I think your dad would have thought this was a bag of she's shit always, whenever, when I was still on Twitter she always leapt to my defence but she also leads to my defence mm. she's confusing because she's completely honest and full of integrity which people often aren't so Libby will often give me a dressing down if she feels my dad is not around here to tick, give me a ticking off for something she'll tell me usually okay. a Twitter thing yeah. uh, but then when I do good things she tells me mm. so I hear from her once every three or four years <laughs> uh, but, uh, how are you Libby? yeah I'm sure she's well anyway Libby wrote a thing saying this is terrible obviously that's going to be the first response from the times and so ought to be and so ought to be from Libby from a cultured lady like Libby um, uh, this is this is a terrible thing poetry is a uh, bomb for the soul and uh, we, need, we need to have our poetry tell you what's a bomb for the soul whiskey yes anyway go on so but so so she said this but what would you say so poetry is shit I'm I glad you like poetry yes it's not the point you're though, always is it? reciting things in Shh. German reciting German on dance on dance on color yeah it's Leg deinen Schatten auf die Sonnenohren und auf den Fluren las die Winde los. Is that the one about... That's Rilke, that's Herbstag, it's about autumn. Um, so lovely. Konrad sprach die Frau Mama, ich gehe aus und du bleibst da. Sei hübsch, ordentlich und fromm, bis nach Hause ich wiederkomme. I put my lovely shiny boots on and then I went out into the street and, und vor allem Konrad and marched up and down. Lütte nicht am Daumen mehr, denn der Schneider mit der Schere kommt sonst ganz geschwind daher und die Damen schneidet er ab, als ob Papier es wäre. Then I had some sausage and potatoes and drank some schnapps. It was excellent. It really, the, the, the translation, while the poetry goes on, we should, go, we should take this on the road. Um, so, yeah, no, I do know lots of poetry off by heart and stuff like that. But I, the time has come You're to... argue against it. To, poetry is rubbish. I mean, when I was at university, not that anyone ever wants to hear people's crapple university tales. We're wearing brown corduroys and driving around in a three-wheeled Morris penis uh, and well, the women weren't loud and we had to scale the walls to get into the to bring a young lady into the into the college and um, then the junior dean said <laughs> but I puffed on my pipe yeah. and I put my beowulf aside and yeah. I said fuck you sir um, there we are maybe you could a third thing would be poetry is fine but it's not for study yeah, boring. That's a kind of TLS thing about how you should have poetry. Sorry, to admit, I didn't mean to say you were boring. I've, that was a bef- you're only going to be sad when you listen back to this and go, oh, I just talked over you and I was really horrible to you. I know. I'll I'm hearing, the, thing, the, I'm hearing the things that you said for the first time because I don't ever listen to anything you say unless it's about my dinner. And even then you have to ask Can me Can you not reveal things. meaningful Sorry. things I actually say in proper, in actual us time? It's true. It's true. Last last week, I listened back to the podcast, and I literally only the things I'd said were familiar to me, and the things that you'd said weren't. I literally, she said, "That's quite interesting." Mm. Quite often, that's it. People say, "What's your life being married to someone really funny and interesting?" And I think, who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean for Esther? <laughs> 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What? <laughs> that's the first word of... of uh, Quat. Of, I think of Beowulf. Quat. No, what? What? H-W-A-E-T. Quat. Oh, much discussed. It means, uh, listen up, basically. It means H- that word up, guy. W- H-W-A-E diphthong T. And it's basically, it's calling for silence in the meat hall. What? Oh, fine, fine, fine. And then you... Oh, that's going to be a new word in this house, surely. What? What? Yeah, what? 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 It's kind of almost a combination between what, quiet and shut up. It is. But if words snuck out that we used old English expatiations to introduce things... People would be entirely unsurprised. William Rees-Mogg would be just around here for breakfast. William Rees-Mogg. Did I say William Rees-Mogg? I think William Rees-Mogg is dead. I'm unable to differentiate between fathers and sons. As people have the same problem with it. the editors of the Times, which is why I... No, I always call Stuart Broad Chris Broad. Stuart Broad, the 500-wicket-taking, possibly greatest hitting-the-deck seamer that England has ever had. And I always, like, I literally call him Chris. All right, Chris, because I know him a bit and I do charity things at Lords. And I go, congratulations to Chris Broad. Chris, his father, was a... A relatively ordinary Nottinghamshire opening bat had a test series against the Australians in 1985 I think he topped the averages he had a very sort of correct side on bum out stance but didn't set the world on fire and I still call him Chris and I can't with Jacob Rees-Mogg I just call him William even though because of course William was, was you know, he stopped being editor of the Times in 1968 mm. but I still can't adjust it's mm. mm. like how my parents insisted on calling their female friends their maiden name despite them having been married for 35 years. Unable to do... No, Unable so, to move on and understand that this woman was now married and had a different In literature that exists. What am I thinking of? Um, is it David Copperfield being called Trotwood? Oh, by Betsy Trotwood, yeah. Betsy it's, Trotwood calls... Change, he, but his, his name changes Doesn't she change his name to Trotwood? She did, because yeah. Because everyone... She likes the sound of it. She only wants people to be called Trotwood. I don't know about that, but it's certainly because she, she's... If I hadn't wasted so much time doing poetry at school and more yeah. time doing novels, I'd know. Yeah, exactly. Um, she, but, but David Copperfield's name changes many times over the course of the novel. Does it? Yeah, he's always... He's called, constantly sure? called... Yeah, he's constantly called different things by different people. And to, but most notably Trotwood by Betsy Trotwood, who wants him... To, who sort of adopts him. I'll get you and your English degree from Bristol. I know. No, 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 that's what I got from the Dev Patel thing. <laughs> Which was only okay, but... It was visually, it was amazing, but it didn't have very much sort of heart and soul. Oh, that's Dickens for you. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, no, look, I've got a really cute story for you that I, I, I really like and thought was a really good um, kind of left-field story, which is... So you are aware, as I'm sure lots of people are aware, that the original uh, Winnie the Pooh and Friends... Is that Giles Brandreth piece? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Giles Brandreth is obsessed with this, okay? So the original Winnie the Pooh... 
Tigger, Eeyore, Piglet, and Kanga and Roo. They're all actual little animals owned by Christopher Robin. I'm just, I'm 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 talking, explaining the story. And they all exist. They're all still intact. And they are kept in a, uh, in New York Public Library. So um, New York Public Library in downtown Manhattan, they are kept in a glass case in a corner Mm -hmm. of this library. And Giles Brandreth is very, thinks they should come back to England. Like the Elgin marbles, he wants to repatriate Winnie the Pooh and his friends. And I wondered if it might be really funny to have a, a dramatization of these animals coming back to England as it is now <gasps> in the voices of Winnie the Pooh. The Hundred Acre Hood. The Hundred Acre Hood. Told in the voices of Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Roo, Tigger. That is genius. How it's they not, find it's, it is not clickbait. I mean, I got you. Don't you never know? It is very nostalgic, and so you could work out when they left and when they came back, and what's changed. Would they like Boris Johnson or not like Boris Johnson? In which Pooh and Piglet return to the thing yeah. and find everything's changed. A everything's bit. changed. So I wondered that if that brilliant. might might be funny. Yeah. Would you like the piece? Yeah, I can we can you Ben? I know. First of all, however, I'd quite like to go back and edit in some stuff, or I take the piss out of Edit Esther for this shit idea before I realise it's good. No, because I thought it was another. But it's a piece by Giles Brandreth. That's my usual thing. This is a feature by Giles Brandreth already written in the Daily Mail. What could I possibly have to say? The fucking what? What? No, darling, let me just shut. What? (laughs) What? Oh, you silly! Oh, fucking hell! And then cut forward and then it's, oh yeah, good idea. That is absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's pure Alan Corrin, um, which is sometimes a good thing and my readers like it. My dad wrote, uh, a, uh, my dad wrote a, a piece once, I think it was called The Poo Also Rises, uh, but P-O-O-H, um, in which, and it was about something to do with Ernest Hemingway, evidence that Ernest Hemingway had read Winnie the Pooh. And my dad wrote a Winnie the Pooh story in the style of Ernest Hemingway. That's not easy. No, no, it is when you think about it a little bit. Okay. Um, well, you have to have read a lot of Ernest Hemingway, which I haven't. The, um, I just think of Ernest Hemingway as just this awful, unlikable bruiser who just shoots things and which drinks of course, too much. Yeah, hello. Oh, right. <laughs> That's, I thought it, that was your favourite thing. No. Surely I'm the Ernest Hemingway I, of... Um, no, I mean, maybe in person, idiot. maybe in person he's sort of all right, but those kind of Hunter S. Thompson, Ernest Hemingway, oh, Jack, like Jack Ryan, oh, God. No, darling, honestly, this is the best idea for a column I've ever heard. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. It's uh, nice of you, darling. No, it's, it's, it's well, you know, last week's column was Ben's idea. So last week... Yeah, after, why don't you marry so, Ben then? <laughs> I'm a bit annoyed about that. Because, well, Ben wouldn't want to have sex. Oh, yeah, it'd be perfect. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Yeah. Just sit watching cricket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doing our podcast, we wouldn't need a producer. That would save that cost. Yeah, exactly. Ben, but Ben's, but Ben's poor, poor fiance. Who's she can move in with me. Ought to be married to him by now. No, he's she'll, have a, she'll have a much better time with me. Honestly. Uh, okay. So, so, and also the other thing is that you know, you know, I can't. I can't about hmm? Winnie, you know, a reasonable amount about Winnie the Pooh. We've got Winnie the Pooh books all over the place. I love so. this. You credit with yeah, you know, a reasonable amount about Winnie the Pooh. Fuck you. I know goddamn everything about Winnie the Pooh. Oh, do you? Oh, that's fantastic. Then. No, no. I mean, we, we, do you remember we read the whole series to, and you were a bit dubious? And when you, we went to re- reread Winnie the Pooh to Kitty when she was little, and they were a bit boring because even. And even we have been attuned to sort of three minute equal right. pickles. And then it got to the end, the last chapter, and it we had to take it do shifts. Yeah, because we couldn't read it without crying. Just the crying and the crying and the crying. 
when uh, <laughs> and the kids were like, "What is what's wrong, wrong with, with you?" With children? But it was it's when it's because he's off to boarding school, and when Chris Robin's saying, "I'm I'm not going to be able to visit don't mention so it, much don't mention now." It, I'm going to cry. And Pooh's sort of going, but, "But where are you going?" Well, I'll I'll come back to visit Pooh, and then it's clomp 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 of, the, of going back up to bed. It's so sad. Yeah, I, and, then and then they are in New York. So one of them could be your typical Englishman in New York who becomes even more English. And one of them could become really, really American. Maybe Tigger's like re- gone, too, gone really yeah. New York. And, and What's going to work better is a joke because it, it is very funny, the idea that it, it's two options and it's got to be one or the other. Either Winnie the Pooh characters, we know and love them, have been away for 80 years, uh, which was, what, 1940? Uh, I mean, they, what they know is is twenties and thirties Britain, and they've come back to find Britain is like this. And one can choose how to politicise it. So, yeah. how do I think Britain is now? It's not just that I'm some stupid conservative. Oh, it's, it's all it's all woke now. I don't want that to be the joke. But right. the things that have changed. That's one way of doing it. The other way is that they've gone American. Yeah. And it's quite funny that they're but all kind of, they're use... all kind of sex in the city. Well, the thing is that you can you can, I mean, as, uh, yeah, you could. Some of them can be super American, and some of them couldn't have stayed really English. And they've all got their views about Brexit and Donald Trump and stuff, which might be... I don't know. Anyway, you, you can have fun with it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's no, a good idea. Uh, it, it won't get the clicks that, that, uh, that I got this, this week for doing... Never, you're just trying to find something to make my idea ne- sound shit. No. Because you've never, ever, ever mentioned before anything about no, clicks. No, there are two things in my mind. There is Because this is, I would have said, talking dogs. Sorry. No, everybody everybody cares about winning. And speaking food. of talking dogs. Oh, no. You've no, seen there's don't. a talking dog story. Dogs talk like us. Talkies! <laughs> This is the headline. Go on, Daily Mail. Talkies. Dogs process speech in the same way humans do. They may not be able to speak, but dogs process words in much the same way as we do. A study found that even though man's best friend has a much smaller vocabulary, often limited to walkies, sit and treat, uh, their brains show a very similar reaction to speak. Researchers at the Udvoslodens University in Hungary, who trained 12 dogs to lie still in MRI machines so they could scan their brains while they were spoken to. Well, Iris certainly understands what I'm saying. When, I'm trying to look, when I've lost one of the kittens... Yeah. I'd say I can't find Stormy. So I'm just happen. saying that was to me, that was just to present to you as I could do talking dogs. No. Why am I lying in this fucking MRI scanner would be the main thing. No, exactly. Uh, so no, so the, the, the choice you have is either, it's one or right, but no, that's a good idea. No, all I mean about the clickbait thing is, is that if I do this, because this week I did a thing about a primary school wanting to change its name from Rhodes mm. Avenue Primary School when it's not even that Rhodes. Right. I got, I wrote a fairly, fairly perfunctory 250 word lead item on it, got 700 comments. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's up to you. This would you could have, you know, it's about what kind of three hours you want to have writing this column. This could be quite fun. Is there a star, is there any obvious star with it? We need the, the hundred acre. The hundred acre wood has been is no is is it's just motorway now. It's a, ring, it's a bit of ring road straight. Well, I mean, it is in the story. Did you just, oh, is it? <laughs> no, I mean the hundred acre. Well, it probably is, but the hundred acre wood, which I think is in Sussex, so it's motorway. Mm-hmm. What happened to the hundred acre wood? Well, we, we tarmacked it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, yes, uh, yeah. What do you think? That's a good idea, Ben. What do you think, ben? If, we, if none of these work, Ben, send me another idea like last time. Um, surely this is your column, Ben. Ben texted me, and it was. Yeah, no, I saw that. I was, I was faintly jealous. Can I get off your phone? Got twenty no, more minutes. No, no, we haven't got twenty more minutes. I, I'm done. What? No, I'm no you're done. not. No, I'm done. Ben, I'm done, aren't I? You could be done. Yeah, great. Oh no, wait. Oh, I've got some really good ideas. Okay, quickly. Well, what, where have you got to go? You're not. You want to get to the vet for eleven? Somewhere else. Okay, fine. I accept. There is no question that when doing this podcast, the point at which you've decided you're finished, it's it is like pushing. It coincides with you. Up a no, it's it it coincides with you rolling out some pretty thin material, doesn't it? Mm, I would say yes. Not. I would say yes. 
I'm, I'm, I'm leaving now. We didn't even discuss Princess Anne, <gasps> guest editing Country Life. Oh my God, but I can't she guest edit my column? You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Times podcast produced by Ben Mitchell. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on Acast, Spotify, Apple and more. To find out what I wrote about in the end, read the Times on Saturday. There's a link in the podcast description. And for the full live experience, tune in to my new radio show on the all-new Times radio station on Fridays from 1 till 4. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.